Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. Big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We can't do this without you. And if you don't know what that is, it's a way to support this podcast for as little as a dollar a week. You get some awesome rewards like hanging out with us. And if you're cool, like Austin Neiman, he comes to the movies with me sometimes. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Check us out. Lots of fun rewards. Again, as little as like four bucks a month. It's a really good time. We highly recommend you check it out. But again, thank you to all of those on Patreon. We super appreciate you. Uh, enjoy the episode. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film. Uh, right here, I am Max Minardi. Across the way, there is uh, Long John Summers. <laughs> Long John what? Johnny Summers. Uh, I don't know. I see here a lot of podcasts where they give each other fun nicknames, so that's what I'm going to do, at least until I forget to do it. And over there is Max the Douche Minardi. Okay. <laughs> I run the douche. Exactly. Little I'm Parks you, and Rec. Glad you got that reference. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's fair you've been getting my office references now, exactly. so I should you know, pay attention to Parks and Rec. I feel like you care about me more now that I've been sure. watching The Office. Yeah, it's so weird, Like, my right? texts get answered a little bit quicker, yeah. you know? Or, yeah. It's like, I'm a different class of human. Right, now. or if they don't, you at least understand I'm probably just watching The Office. Or trunk or or drunk he said trunk i was like i'm not in a trunk man um all right to business if you've never heard the show it's a lot of fun first of all it's a great time i think it's a very good time um and it's a three-part show and i'm gonna explain that to you now in the first also here just in general we cover like i said uh craft beer and film in an order that would surprise you yeah uh no it's we cover our first beer in the first segment which and, makes sense which does and then sometimes uh Long John Summers and I haven't seen each other in a while, and so Max we catch the, up. And Max the Deuce has <laughs> got some great stories. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we go to a break, and we come back, and we talk about a movie. This week, we're talking about Star Wars, a solo story. That can't be right. A solo, solo Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, and in our second segment, we're not going to spoil anything. It just came out a couple days ago, or yesterday for us. You won't hear it till Monday, uh, but it is opening weekend, so we will not spoil that for you in case you want to have a chance to see it. That said... After we wrap up our second segment, we get to our third segment called The Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Where we do spoil that movie. We talk about the film like we've all just seen it, um, which by Monday, if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably have. We talk about how Chris Pratt died at the end of Star Wars. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and we also cover our second and final beer. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We, we tend to take our family-friendly rating off the table by The Danger Zone. So if you're a person listening with kids, that's a good time to no longer do that thing. Also, why are you teaching your kids about beer? That's true. But yeah. maybe, like, you know, Star Wars is very family-friendly, I That's suppose. Fine. Yeah. So here it's, we are. It's all good. So as always, we were recording this episode the Friday after the movie came mm -hmm. out. This came out last night, Thursday night. And I didn't see it last night because I was busy. Yeah, I saw it today as well. Saw it today. You mm -hmm. ditched me. Mm -hmm. Forgot about it. I completely yeah, forgot, forgot about me. Into that in a uh, we'll, we'll preface this by saying we were both incredibly hungover today. We're we're professionals. Yeah. So we're not feeling our in our prime. No. But we will we will chug on through the mud. Don't You're, say chug. Chug. chug we'll, uh, oh. we'll we'll carry on. We'll. What percentage uh, of the optimal 
Max the Douche Minardi, are you? I don't like this nickname, by the way. <laughs> for next well, week, you started calling me Long John. Long, well, that's funny though, because I because you know, like Long John Silver's the yeah. restaurant. It's like it's a play on words. Um, well, there's no good ones for me. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'll think of one. Sure. I'm good at naming things. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I was feeling pretty rough this morning, and when we get into hot and bothered stuff after our first beer, I'll tell you kind of why. But uh, just a long night, you know. Oh yeah. Long night, not enough sleep. That's fair. I am. I was operating early on at less than fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm feeling better now. I think I started out as like a strong 20. Yeah. And then throughout the day, steadily increased. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll talk about that, like you said, when we yes. get into that. And just the so rude that hangovers make you crave the worst food. Yeah. Well, yeah. The worst food. Yeah. So before we get too deep into what we ate for our hangovers, mm-hmm. should we just start drinking? Yeah. Let's talk about our first beer. Um, You pick these out again. Yeah. We are going to go ahead and say these are both available at Spike's Bottle Shop. Yeah, at least for a little bit longer. They were both in the singles door, so you don't have to buy full packs of them. Uh, why don't you tell us what we're drinking first? Totally. Please. Let's start off with Founders. This is a beer that I've never seen. I don't know if it just came out for the first time this year. It did. It April did? 2nd. Started shipping okay. April 2nd. So this is actually a brand new beer, and it's a very intriguing style. And we decided to do this one first because I think we both agreed that we kind of feel the same way about Star Wars. This beer could be terrible. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it might be disappointing, but we both hope it's really good. Yeah, what style of beer is it? So we are looking at Founders Dank Wood. It is an Imperial Red IPA aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah, which it sounds it's yeah, it could be could be terrible. If you haven't um maybe been following the show for too long, we've done is it two Star Wars films in the past now? I think so. And uh, we were not super impressed by either one. Have you ever seen my house key? Uh, no, but neither have the people listening. <laughs> my house key is a bottle opener. Yeah, that, when did that happen? It's been like that forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. My my bottle opener on my keychain just broke. It's a Sierra Nevada one, and it's the second one that I've owned that just broke off. Oh. Really bummed about those. I've got so many of those from different breweries floating around in my office. Yeah. I will just give them all to you. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, maybe one at a time over the next like year or so. No, all at once. I'm gonna need, like a bucket. Uh, Founders Founders Brewing, you may know from beers such as KBS, mm-hmm. such as Backwoods Back- Bastard. Bastard is a big one. Uh, what are the, do they have other huge ones? That- oh, one of my favorites is the um, what is it Sunday morning? It's not Sunday morning. It's the breakfast out. Oh, the bre- yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a great one too. And then they do Old Curmudgeon, which mm-hmm. is a really good stout. Don't they do old curmudgeon on wood as well? Yeah, I think so. And also they do Azaka. I didn't. I don't. I know. Don't even get me going on Azaka. Azaka's good if it's like fresh, it. man. Yeah, that's true. And then all day IPA is oh their, sure yeah the really good session IPA that's available all the time now in cans. It's great. Yeah, I mean they're out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, which and I don't think that we do a lot of beers from Michigan. I feel no. like it's overlooked a lot, but uh, so I'm excited to try this. I'm a big fan of all those beers that you just listed as well. Mm-hmm. Founders does some really cool stuff. Let's dig in. Yeah, what did we say? Or maybe we didn't. Um, something barrel aged. What's the uh, the ABV on this bad boy? Do you know? Oh wow, this is weird. Uh, I did not tell you yet. It smells super boozy. Yeah, malty and heavy. Yes, I feel like it's got to be up there. Oh, uh, it's on here somewhere. Oh, it's twelve point two percent. There okay. it is. Yep, found it on 12, the website. Twelve two, with a massive sixty five AB IB rating. Medium. It's actually pretty hoppy for a barrel aged beer. Yeah, and I guess on their website here they're saying that um, for a while there it was barrel aged redankulous, okay. and that was I think only only in their tap room or maybe it did get distributed. It's not super clear on their website, but. 
Interesting. Uh, also, for Founders fans, they have three more Barrel Age Series beers coming out this year. That's exciting. Yeah. What do you? What's your initial take on this? Well, I kind of had to rinse my mouth out because I just finished my latte. Sure. Which sounds like the bougiest, most yeah. terrible thing to say. I think lattes get a bad rep. It's just just adding milk to coffee. Like, yeah. It's not that snazzy. I know. It just sounds very. You did get almond milk. Yeah. Or almond. Almond, depending. But you are intolerant of lactose, so I exactly. get it. Exactly. So yeah, I wanted to get that flavor out of my mouth a little bit. I'm gonna revisit it sure. again. Um, just tell me what it looks like. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's so it's very it's what you might expect. It kind of actually looks like a sour brown ale. Uh, pretty effervescent, lots of bubbles, and a huge bit of head retention in mine. We are drinking these out of little um, five ounce tulip glasses. Yeah, little, little tasters. tasters. Yeah, um, but a nice burnt red brown kind of color, uh, which does not sound appetizing, but with the whole package, it doesn't look it's, too bad. It's very dark. It's like a muddy brown. Mm -hmm. um, it smells. Mm -hmm. Almost sour, it, yeah. Almost it, right. It gets a. It has a weird tinge. There's some, there's some funk of funk to it that I don't know if I enjoy. Mm. Uh, it translates pretty heavily into how it tastes. Um, yeah, it's a very very weird, very weird. I don't know if it's bad. I mean, I don't know if it's good either. So I get a lot of like, I don't know. There's um, hmm, that's interesting. So there's there's some of that hoppiness. Um, and a ton of burn. There's so much alcohol in this. Yeah, and it's almost charred. Like, yeah, it's very strange. There's and there's some some puckery sourness going yeah. on. Yeah, masked with like a weird banana cake kind of taste. Yeah. Like a pound cake. This beer shouldn't be sour at all. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And and there's also some pretty intense caramel and molasses kind of notes. Yeah, coming I, in to tuck tuck in the rest of the flavors. I like, would enjoy it if like the caramel and molasses and the, those rich flavors mm -hmm. kind of took over but they're really muted by this weird twang yeah i don't like, know and it's super bubbly too which is throwing me off way more than it should yeah i mean it's like a real bubbly it's for sure weird it's really hot right there's there, yeah. there's a lot of alcohol in this yeah it's for sure very very hot yeah i would never ever ever want to drink more than three or four ounces of this totally yeah, you know how you get those beers sometimes. You're like, what's the ABV on this? It feels so light, and they're like nineteen percent. Yeah, uh, this is not that. This no, is I, like the faces I make. Yes. Ugh. No, this is like you're saying. This is one of those ones that. Oh, it's only twelve percent. Right. It's like, this feels like it should be half half alcohol. Yeah. Um. Maybe not half. I mean, it's I'm exaggerating a bit, obviously, but no, it definitely it's tastes, it's strong. Tastes strong and feels strong. Like it doesn't finish smooth. It yeah. has like a. A burn almost, yeah. like a, a liquor. I'm gonna go first on this one. I think I think the strongest points of this beer are that it's interesting. It's something that I haven't drank before, which I find fun. Um, some of the more sweet, subtle notes, like that caramely stuff that is kind of in the background, I do enjoy. Things I don't like: the body of it, mm -hmm. the burn from the alcohol. Yeah, um, and almost like the hoppiness doesn't work for me in conjunction with. The other flavors, so for me, this beer is a solid five and a half. Yeah. Solely for the interest factor that I have. This beer seems like it's trying to be like three or four things all at once, and it's really, it doesn't hit any of those marks out of the park at all. No. Um, the the hoppiness just feels out of place. Like, I don't think they needed to use an uh, Imperial, like a double yeah, red IPA, totally. because <clears throat> like, a double red IPA isn't really a style that anyone's clamoring after. Totally. Myself included. So there, it could have just been, I would enjoy this beer a lot more if it was a bit more mellow and well-rounded, but this beer is like, it's got some pointy edges. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's abrasive. Yes, it like definitely that, is. That first note is sharp. 
And I, I wonder oof. to what degree our our antics from last night are affecting our enjoyment of this. No, if this was like a delicious beer, you'd I'd like be, it, right? Yeah, I'd be so yeah, happy to drink I, it. Right yeah. Now. Although you are also, we're both sipping on a Modern Times Black House. Uh-huh. And when you first drank that, you were like, I don't not, I don't want this yep. <laughs> on the mood. Yeah. Um, but still, I think you can appreciate that it's a good beer. Yeah, it, it tastes good, but it's also just like a right. beer. Yeah. Sometimes you just overdo it on beer. Yeah. But so overall on the Dankwood, which costs about five bucks, by the way. Nice. Uh, single store. I've learned to Sharpie the price mm-hmm. tags on mm-hmm. everything. Uh, you know, it's worth a try. I would say it's it's a nice novelty. But it's not something I would buy and try to impress anyone with. Yeah, you know. Although, like like we said, it came out um, at the beginning of April. So if you are going to a bottle share or something, and you're looking to bring something maybe nobody's had, especially in this region in, in California, that might I mean that might get you a few points for just tr- bringing something new. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. Yeah, it's fair. really underwhelming for me. I mean, too much barrel, too much yeah. heat, not enough you know, of the things that I enjoy in, in, in yeah. this beer. So it's just a little out of balance. It's a little wonky. You know, that's why they do these one-off barrel series. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, th- maybe this will be better next year. But it really, what it does, it makes me want to drink a nice barley wine. Yeah. there you know? There's a lot of barley wine characteristic going on here. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. And it's just like a diet barley wine almost. Yeah. It's like if a barley wine and a red IPA had a weird baby mm-hmm. and it was dank. Yeah. And it was wood. wood. <laughs> so let's put this one to bed. Yeah. Uh, again, that's Founders, Dankwood. It's available around uh, about 5 bucks a single or about $15 for a four-pack, as it is suggested on our website. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think. You can find us uh, on all the places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Fresh Hop Cinema. Please let us know your thoughts on this beer or whatever beer you're drinking. We love it when people reach out. Yeah. Um, let's move right along to what's got us hot and bothered. I think bothered. people reaching out might have you hot. Uh-huh. Yes. Why? Maybe. Why? Did I, did I say something about that? Yes. Uh-oh, I forgot. You put it on Twitter. I did? Oh, man, it's been a long week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's I've got so many hots this week. Uh, how bothered are you by stuff? I'm just tired, man. Yeah, it's not good enough. All right. No, I'm, I'm not very bothered. Let's just keep it positive. Okay, so let's, yeah, we're going to skip bothered this week. Yeah. I'm going to do two hots. I'm not bothered, man. Yeah. I'm f***ing hot. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so you want to go first or you want me to? You go first. All right. Let's start with some listener mail, which is not something I get to say very often. Um, we got an email. What do you mean? We get emails by the hundreds. I'm being specific. We okay. got an email on, I want to say Tuesday. I know I was in Reno. I was playing. Yeah. I was. Like, I want to say it was Tuesday. Sure. And but- it was from uh, our friend of the show, Jerry Schmidt. He was, uh, as we like to say in the business, drinking with us as yes. he listened to the podcast. He drank along. Drank along. It was a drink along email video. It was a video. It was a happy accident, too. He happened to have the beer we were doing yes. in his fridge. Now, remind me what that beer was. That was the Belching Beaver Orchata Barrel Aged. Now, if you haven't heard last week's episode, we covered that beer and we did not like it. Yes. So Jared sent us this video of him drinking it out on his porch, patio. his back patio. Yeah. 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 Um, and just giving us his feedback and uh he didn't like it either which is not the point of this but makes me feel good like we hit that on the head at least for one person um but it was so great to just see him drinking he like poured it out and it was really fun and uh so jared wins the mvp award this week for uh the mvl the most most value the mvel the most valuable engaged listener award i'm gonna say the mvd sure most valuable drinker drinker i like that yeah he wins the dundies Yes. Gets the Dundee for 
for best bushiest beaver. best for bushiest <laughs> beaver and best drinker alonger. Yeah. Uh, so Jared, thank you for the email. And I was having it was like a long night at the pepper mill, so it was really great to see a friendly face show up in my inbox. It was lovely. Yes. Good work. That's thank what's you. got me one degree of hot. And see that you too could reach this level of fame if you actually drink along with there us. There you go. And tell us about the beer. What's got you hot, my friend? Uh, let's see, man. There's been a lot going on. Uh, I got to go to the fair last night. That was fun. Oh, is that in town again? Yeah, the Silver Doll sure. Hair Fair sure. is in town, and I got to snuggle with a sheep. Oh. Yeah. When you said that, I thought maybe you went plural, because I, I was like, is it one sheep really a sheep? But I guess it is a sheep. Yeah. Two sheep are also sheep. Mm-hmm. Sheeps or sheep? I think sheep. it's sheep. Yeah, weird. I think then it becomes sheps. Yeah, that's it. You drop the E and that's it. Exactly. So, yeah, I got to, I mean, me and my buddy was in town. Mm-hmm. And we had his three kids, and so we had a few beers and walked over to the fair, went on some rides. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Went on the, the Ferris wheel, ate a corn dog, did all the cool fair stuff. The highlight is always the farm animals, though. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the farm animal section. They're so cute. There were piglets this year. Nice. Like, like the size of, let's say, a canned ham. <laughs> I thought you going to say like a hamburger. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah. a really big double cheese, sure. like two double cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Got to see like baby piglets. And uh, there was this one uh, sheep that was, I think that you call it a ram when it's like a guy sheep, right? Yeah. I think if it's like an, an, uh, a non-fixed. Yeah. I, I don't, think I don't know the rules. There was a sign that said the ram bites, but uh, he looked really nice. So I took a chance. Uh, real quick pun note. Uh, if they spelled it B-Y-T-E-S, that could be a nice. Ram bites. The ram oh. bites. I don't. There's maybe there's a t-shirt idea in there somewhere. I like that. That's a good bumper sticker. Yeah. Or like a computer sticker. Speaking of stickers. Oh, we got them. We got to mention that. Yeah, it's been mentioned on Twitter and Instagram. and we have, Yeah, that's true. I don't think we've recorded an episode since we got stickers. No, we haven't. That's but a, that can be your next hot. Done. Oh, I got a few. Go yeah, ahead. But yeah, so continue. Hit us up for stickers. Yes. So this ram was like up on the fence. Like, you know how there's a the little like gate yeah. thing? But he was like standing up on it. And we were like eye level, right? And I'm scratching his head, and he's, like, into it. Mm-hmm. He's, like, leaning into my hand, and I'm like, I got to take a picture with this dude. He's so chill. So I get and put my head next to his head and hold my phone out, and I'm like, all right, dude, you ready? And no joke, he leaned in. Nuh-uh. He rested his head on what my cheek. What a great day. Yeah. And yeah. he just gently rested his head on my cheek, and I scratched his chin and took a selfie with him. What a great sign that animals are smarter than we think they are. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't eat all of them. Not all of them. Just oh, most of them. Sure. And what's Actually, not most of them, but. We don't eat most of them. Yeah. We eat just a handful. Yeah. We have a weird hierarchy. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So anyways. Can I see that photo? Yeah. Can you post it on Twitter right now while I tell my next hot? Sure. Because that's how I'm going to look at it. Um. So yeah, my I'm going to do one mini hot real quick. This is like a bead a beadlet of sweat. I don't know how to tweet. Figure it out, man. All right, I'm tweeting. We got So as you guys might know, we got a new logo a while back, and we've put that logo on a few different things, including business cards, which are not exciting to the average person, but very exciting to us. And some stickers. They are designed specifically in a circular shape to fit perfectly on the back of your cell phone case. And that's where I've got mine. That's where Johnny has his. So if you guys want a Fresh Hop Cinema sticker, hit us up at all those spots that we talked about a couple minutes ago. We'd be happy to give you one. Um, if Yeah, we're just we're kind of using them to give to people that like our show. So just let us know. Should I put that on the the uh, the, the show Twitter or my Twitter? Put it, on, put it on yours and then tag the show. Okay. Or both. I don't know. I don't know how this works. You run the Twitter. Yeah. I'm not good at this. Um, so, 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 so. 
Man, I, I don't want to have to narrow it down, but I had a lot of good things. This is a fun week for me. I was very busy. Um, like I got a haircut this week, which is cool. Um, I started the very seedling ideas for revamping my EP to put on vinyl. All right. Going to remix some songs, rearrange them uh, to be a vinyl exclusive situation. That way people that have the CD might want the vinyl because it's a whole different thing. Um, also, I got to see a bunch of people last night. I went out to part of a show. And then went to that place to, we were house sitting, so um, got in a hot tub and, and drank too much. And then, you know, one of those fun nights with friends and stuff. So that was that was really cool. Hell yeah. So I'm going to count all that as one. All right. So that's kind of a segue into why you're a little hungover pants today. Yeah, but I'm not going to get into it. All right. But if you have another hot, I know that you are not uh, the most able-bodied at tweeting and talking. Oh, uh, no, I'm terrible at this. I'm trying to post a picture of yep. snuggling farm animals. Yes. Uh, dude, I don't know if I have anything else. I will say that I'm low-key upset that you didn't engage when I said the vinyl thing, because I know you're excited about the vinyl well, idea. you told me to tweet. I know. I just thought maybe you could handle it. How do you feel about my vinyl idea? I'm friggin' nuts <laughs> over it. Okay, great. I've been bugging, I feel better. Great. I've been bugging you to... I was upset when you didn't release it on vinyl yeah. when the record first came yeah. out. Couldn't afford you're it. You're like, I know, and yeah. I understand. Yeah. Your I financial limitations. I'm going to have to take pre-orders on the vinyl. I yes. think that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to have to order more CDs because I've sold a bunch of them. That's dope. More than I thought I would. So I'm not going to like stop selling those. because. Well, obviously. So i got to order more CDs, but then I'm also going to have to order vinyl because that's super tight. Mm-hmm. But I think I have to take pre-orders. So in like a few weeks, I'm going to get the logo design for the cover, redo all that. Nice. And then I'm going to see if there's any demand for it because a lot of people are like, do it on vinyl. But then a lot of those people are like, I'm not going to buy it. It's yeah. like, all right. Well, and also you could like reach out to like the record stores here in town and see totally. if they'll carry it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I know Melody would. They've carried my CDs before. Yeah, and then I mean, get it in all the record stores. Maybe put it in like, like some cool coffee shops, that kind of thing. Yeah, have totally. it for sale at different. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Just like different businesses that don't usually sell things. Like, like that's how Starbucks. You know how they started selling CDs all of a sudden. Hmm. Did you know that? No. Like I, ever, I did actually like yeah. see that they started selling CDs. Yeah. Like. 12 years ago yeah like yeah. randomly like all of a sudden they started having cds next to like where you buy scones right. i've dropped my cds at starbucks by the way yeah i've taken them i just put them right in front nice i don't nothing's ever happened nobody ever called me but yeah you know yeah entrepreneurship yeah it's hard man yeah it's hard being this big yeah man so that'll be dope yeah i look forward to pre-ordering my vinyl i canceled my t-shirt orders which is not something that we talked about on the show Okay. I gotta remake them. That logo sucked. Wasn't a fan of it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for I know, not. Thanks for not liking it. Thanks for not telling me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody told me. Uh, I didn't did. know you were gonna actually order. Them. I didn't order them. Oh, I had to. Good. It's like when you think you have a really good idea and it's like sleep on it for a minute. Well, I only saw it, uh, like on your Instagram story. Yes. And then I was like, well, he probably already did <laughs> that. Too late. Well, yeah. No, I figured you already did it, and I wasn't gonna be a dick and be like, those are hideous. Sure. If you'd already ordered. Sure. It. Sure. But I would love to. To have some input. Yes. If you need me to. I'm going to get some mock-ups on Tuesday. I can proof things for you. Great. I'll tell you if it's dumb. Do you want another hot or are you good? Uh, I would love to be hot about getting better at Twitter. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to work on that later. Maybe well, on the break. Well, let's I'll do it on the break. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the basic rundown. I can do it. We'll it's take just, a selfie. It's just... I'll off, post that on the show Twitter. I don't podcast and tweet. Yeah. Oh, it's very, very, it's very tricky. Yeah, and I'm I don't... Yeah, so I'm not going to do that anymore. But I'm hot on the stickers for sure. Yeah, for sure. Man. So I've been uh, sticking business cards everywhere, and now I'm going to graffiti the world with our stickers. Perfect. And if you would like to do the same, hit us up. Maybe we start a fun game. Like if you see our stickers around town, we'll take a photo of them, tag hashtag. us on Twitter, and then we'll buy you something. Is that bribery? Uh, I'm pretty sure that is the definition of bribery. 
Yeah, maybe, huh? How about you get a shout out on the show? Yes, deal. We'll bribe you with love and attention, which is the best form of bribery or yeah. the worst form of deprivation. Yeah. yeah. I will not love you if you don't do this. You want to go to break? Yeah, I should tweet. Yeah, let's talk about Solo after that. Stick around. Just in case you're a long way from Tatooine or the cantina on Mos Eisley, there's a great place to grab a refreshing beer and some delicious food right here in our solar system. That's correct. That was good, man. Uh, it's the Handlebar. <laughs> you don't have to. No, I liked it a lot. I didn't, you know, I think it was really good. That's the Handlebar here in Chico at 2070 East. First at, fuck. I mean at 2070 East 20th Street. This music got me hyped. Tell me about the Handlebar, Johnny. Well, they don't have lightsabers, but they've got happy hour. Yeah. I already talked about that. Right. Though. Sorry. But yeah, every day, two unless to you, six. Unless you cut that out. No, I kept it, I think. All right. After my, <laughs> my explosion of sorts. Well, every day from two to six, you can save all of your intergalactic credits. I didn't know I could get you to talk like this by putting music underneath. Every time. Okay. Handlebar Chico, seven days a week, happy hour, dollar off, every draft beer from two to six p.m. They help us out on the show. They're a lovely local business. And they support the Rebel Alliance. And they're the best in the galaxy. Go check them out. Rebel scum. In a world far from young Maxwell's face, we enter the realm of Han Solo. That's right, folks. We dig into the brand new Star Wars release, Solo. A Star Wars story that came out yesterday. It's like you're giving a trailer for it, like, in a world, and this is it. But it's like, the world is now. The future is here. We are the present. Yes. We are the future also. We are the world. There you go. Young is that Maxwell. a Beatles song? I think it was Michael Jackson. So pretty much the yeah, same, same thing. Same thing. You know, I mean, it's it's as close to the difference between a billion and a million. I mean, it's just... Here we go again. It's right there. It's not yeah. that big of a difference. No. So yeah, basically Han Solo It's a is, huge difference. Han everybody. Solo's Michael Jackson. That's the bottom line here. No. We just watched Solo. This is a brand new film. Uh, and it's carrying on the new tradition of standalone Star Wars movies. Yes. So this is basically an extra and it takes place before uh all the episodes uh four, five, six. So way back, we're looking at a very what would you say, late 20s, early 30s Han Solo? Oh, yeah, sure. It takes us from, like, very early, uh, and it's kind of filling in some gaps and uh, whatnot. So this has all kinds of awesome people in it. The cast is stacked. Why don't you give me some facts, some data, smack me in the face with knowledge. Yeah, I got a few things. So this is directed by Ron Howard, who has done several things. I'm not going to go into that at this moment because there's quite a laundry list of cast to get through. Can I interject real yeah. quick? Yeah. Didn't he take over directing like halfway through this? Wasn't there some sort of directorial controversy? Uh, I actually don't know that. If you know that, uh, please tell me. I'm pretty sure that he came in late. Wasn't yeah? Because J.J. Abrams was doing it. I have no idea. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. dude. Uh, just Google like a director. Well, you read the stats and I'll look up that. Cool. Yeah. So so Ron Howard did this, um, and it stars. Uh, well, let's say it stars Alden Ehrenreich as a young Han Solo. You have Woody Harrelson, this dude. He's a bounty hunter named Beckett. Amelia Clark plays Han Solo's early life crush, Kira. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian, uh, a very young Lando Calrissian. Uh, and then you have uh, a nice bit of supporting cast here. Tandy Newton, who we know most recently from Westworld, plays Val. We have the most charming droid that I've seen in a long time, an L337, voiced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She was great. And you have the, uh, uh, let's say, the, the bad guy of the movie. Uh, or at least an ominous presence uh, over the entire world that we're living in, 
uh, a fellow named Dryden Voss, mm-hmm. played by Paul Bettany. You will know him from Marvel fame as being Vision. Yep. You would also know him from A Knight's Tale. Yep. As the guy that... Oh, yeah. Uh, he was... Uh, what was his name? I can't think of his name. Chaucer. Chaucer. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I love that movie also. Yeah, but this movie finds uh, Han Solo before he was named Han Solo. He was just Han. He's a little orphan, and he's growing up on this planet, and he's not very well taken care of. He's kind of a street urchin type fella and is sort of involved in a, you know, like criminal community of children. And he and Amelia Clark, their whole dream is to get enough money to buy a spaceship and escape. And then uh, they do, but tragically, he's the only one that gets out. And then his life unfolds and he tries to work his way back to her. Um, also, he meets Chewbacca. Yeah, that was Chewbacca's so cool. in this. We were introduced to Chewbacca, we're introduced to the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it is pretty much through and through an origin story on mm-hmm. Han Solo. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this? I dug it. Okay. I was going in just after the last few experiences I've had. Uh, you know, the last couple Star Wars movies did not really hit it for me. Mm-hmm. But in in the interest of staying current with the zeitgeist of the universe, we have to cover this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was personally very excited about it. I went in with super basic expectations like i was hopeful but i was not optimistic it was very neutral for me and this movie definitely won me over uh there was weak, yeah. there was weak parts there were parts that i wish were not quite so heavy-handed some of the humor was a bit on the nose uh but overall it was a really fun time uh and i had to differentiate the character of han solo yeah, I had to separate Harrison Ford from, totally. you know what I mean? That was the biggest hurdle for me. But once in my mind, I got over the fact that, okay, this is Han Solo when he was younger. And yes, it's not Harrison Ford and it will never be as good. It was still pretty good the way that he portrayed Han Solo. So overall, this movie impressed me and I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. And I think it was a really good step in the right direction for the Star Wars franchise. That's interesting. I I think, and I will say this, about everything that I can think of, I think Harrison Ford never does a really good job. Yeah. Especially young Harrison Ford. I think he sucked in Blade Runner. I think he's terrible in Star Wars. Really? I like I like this young Han Solo better. Okay. And I don't want to get raked over the coals yeah, that's uh, your for take. that, but that's how I feel. Um, I think this movie had a lot of good stuff going for it. I, too, went in kind of with low expectations. I thought this was a a summer blockbuster before the summer hit. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be kind of, you know, just just a, a mass audience thing, just to get another chapter in the Star Wars thing. And to a large degree, it definitely is. This was definitely just, um, a, like you said, in a lot of ways, it was just a popcorn movie. Yeah. You know, just be entertained. And I I went in with that mindset. And it was just like, hey, show me something. Show yeah. me what you got. Entertain me. And just don't suck. Just don't be awful. That yeah. was my only requirement for this movie is just don't be terrible. Yeah, I think I think in a movie like this, you re- and when you have somebody with the legend of Han Solo trying to portray that, you need you need an actor that can carry it. And I think Alden Ehrenreich, I hope I'm saying that right, by the way, uh, has a lot of charisma. I think he's pretty charming, and he's he's just slippery enough to kind of be get the Han Solo vibe across. Definitely, he reminds me of a mix of young Harrison Ford and young Jack Nicholson. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. like Jack Nicholson, very young. He's got that smile that, like, mm. know, his smile yeah. reminded me of Jack Nicholson sure. quite a bit. But also he had, like, the cleverly uh, similar chin scar. 
yeah. as Harrison Ford. Oh, did he? Yeah, that I was pretty cool. That. Yeah. You should pull up a headshot of, of him. and I will. Eh, but it's there. Yeah, so I thought, I mean, to some extent, this is, this is a pretty, uh, you know, MacGuffin-heavy movie. If you don't know what a MacGuffin is, it's... Um, it's a thing in a movie that is used as a point of motivating the characters. So like, um, like here it's the, 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 what is the stuff called? I don't know. Some sort of like space rocket. Whatever. Field. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's right it's in a front of me. clear glowing orange, like, like golden, not golden. It was just a glowing like, space, like a ro- space rocket fuel. And, and like they have to get this stuff to give it to somebody. It's like the, the idol in the temple of doom mm-hmm. or just anything that sets your heroes out on a quest that doesn't really have any meaning. The briefcase in Pulp Fiction is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so to some extent, their motivations are going to be a little bit more one-dimensional because it's basically just, basically just like, got to get this thing to do this thing, and then we'll try to develop some characters in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie runs two hours and 15 minutes, which is way too long for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really dragging for me. There was a few spots where it drugged. They could have cleaned it up to like hour forty five easy for sure. So I think I think there was a weird balance that they were trying that the studio was trying to get between originality and fan service because you have so many of these characters that you learn and meet later on in in the Star Wars uh, films, the prequels, and and the latter. What do you call the opposite of a prequel? I guess a sequel. The episode just four, five, and six. Yeah. Um. So like part of it is establishing those fun moments where like you're Chewbacca. And like Lando and he's, you try to get that, but also not just making it, um, just snippets of what people know will happen later. Yeah. So I think it's okay. I think this movie's fine. Okay. Um, some of the mode, like there's moments where there's some, some things that happen, especially with regards to, um, Woody Harrelson's character Beckett. Like there's something that goes down that I think should have a lot more emotional weight, but it's kind of just shrugged off as a joke. And then we move on and it's like, I don't know. Cause like, how is it like? I don't know. It feels like certain it's not equal across the way. Like there's there's deaths throughout this movie in different respects and like they're not all treated with the same emotional gravity you might expect for uh who's involved. That's fair. I guess. They weren't tackled with the amount of Yeah, like you know. like give me should I be fine with people dying or should it hit me hard? And like you, you in a 2 hour and 15 minute movie there's lots of moments like that. It's like I had a hard time finding the tone there. Yeah, because, I mean, that's an interesting point when I think back on it. That's kind of true that they they didn't take, like, killing off, like, inconsequential side characters as seriously as some other people. Totally, which actually makes sense, but there were some characters that I thought for other characters would have a lot more weight to them. Right. And they were still like, meh, moving on. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I agree. There was certain scenes like that that should have been tackled with a more emotional response. Yeah. I also did not for a second buy the love story between Han Solo and Kira. Yeah. Like they were, they, I guess three years had passed. They say that. Yeah. Um, from when they get separated to spoiler alert, when they find each other again, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. No. Um, but like, you know, his whole motivation is like, she's his MacGuffin. He's like, I've been, I've been trying to like, I've been trying to get back to you ever since I left. And like, she kind of went on her own way and did her own life and, He's like, I'm in love with you, and she's like, I don't think you are, and I didn't think she was either, and they didn't think they were. So like, I don't, this it felt very thin. Well, as a spectacle, though, yeah, this movie was fun. Yeah, there were a lot of homage moments to like from the phase blasters from the Tie Fighters to Chewbacca still looking like he did in the original movies. 
I think this is fine. It was a fun movie. Yeah. And there was a lot of cool practical effects, yeah. which I enjoy. Yes. You had a lot yeah. of like those set sparks and explosions that you see in the well, old movies. And just the characters, like the creatures. Like you yes. can tell that's a person wearing yeah. a suit. Sure. But you know what? It's a real person in a real suit. It doesn't look 100% like an alien. Right. But it doesn't look like a computer made it either. And I find a kind of a comfort and an enjoyment in that. You know, it just yeah, it I mean, feels there's, nice. There's a nostalgia there too. Definitely. And I think they are smart to kind of key in on that. Yeah. So, also, I want to touch on the directorial directorial yeah uh, issues that they had. The sure. first two directors that they had to do this movie were actually, um, they separated because of creative differences, but it's kind of a thinly veiled um, fact that they were just fired. Oh. Uh, and it was Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, and so once they let him go, they actually got Ron Howard. So he did not start the movie, but he came in and finished it. Yeah. And they did a bunch of reshoots and kind of changed the direction of the movie a little bit. Um, yeah, just interesting little tidbit there. Yeah, that is that is interesting. It's always fascinating, like the the levels of uh, involvement that there must be in making a movie of this this grandeur. Yeah, so I think we harped a little bit on the things we didn't like. Uh, let's talk about some things we did like. Well, so Woody Harrelson for me is always somebody that I am a hundred percent like, yep, I'm in whatever he's doing. Yeah. I can't think of one movie where I'm like, I hate Woody Harrelson's character. He was the best part of three billboards. If you ask me Kingpin, uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, really? Yep. It's an old bowling movie with Woody Harrelson <laughs> and Bill Murray. Yeah. I just feel like he's got so much going. He's always likable even when he's not. Yeah. Like natural born killers. I feel like you must have seen that. Movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's great in that. So good. Um, and then when he's, he's broken into the more mainstream stuff in the past, Five years? I don't know. Like, The Hunger Games was big for him, and I, mm-hmm. he was fine in that. But those movies I don't love. Those so. movies were just fine. But I think he's really good in this, and he plays somebody that, admittedly, uh, you shouldn't trust. Um, and I think he plays that well, and he's believable. Yeah, he's definitely a highlight for me. Uh, another highlight for me would be, I always want to call him Childish Gambino, but that's mm-hmm. not his real name. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I love Donald Glover. I love his music. I love his acting career thus far. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see more out of him as the young Lando Calrissian. Uh, he got to shine a bit, but I definitely there's room for that character to develop and room for him to really take it home. Yeah, he's uh, speaking of, like charisma. He's he's so likable too. Oh yeah, he's just when he smiles, he's like, so charming. He like, is like he's. He plays sort of a swindler yeah. in in this film. And if, if you don't know much, of, well, nobody knows that much about Lando Calrissian, I don't think. But so you get to know him a little bit. And he's he's very believable as somebody who could do well, like finagling people mm-hmm. for their money and gambling. And He's a hustler. He's a hustler. And yeah. he's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful man, too. Just a handsome devil. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed him. And I would like to, I really look forward to seeing where they go with his character. Uh, also, I have a favorite scene. Yes. And I don't think it's spoilery at all, Great. but it's the scene in the movie where I was like, felt it, and it really gave me an immense nostalgia. It was the first time Chewbacca sat in the co-pilot seat. You mean when the music cue hit? When the music cue hit. And That's, it was yes. just, oh, all of the feels, and like it hit me everywhere, and I'm like, they're back in their spots, right. and it, everything was right, and it just made me genuinely happy. Like, I smiled pretty strongly in that, at that point, yeah. so... For me, hands down, that scene, that's the scene that got me, that made me okay. really was like, oh, this movie's, okay, I get it, 
This is cool. They're doing his backstory well. I like it. I feel like they just like threw you a, like a long line with a worm on it. And oh yeah. Get in there. Get in here. This uh -huh. is this is where we're gonna get. Exactly. Like, that that's such a strong theme song that we heard at the beginning of the section, like the. And the fact they didn't start the movie with that, they didn't start the crawl with that. Yeah. They were sa I knew it the second they didn't. I was like, they're saving this for something. Uh huh. It's like you don't get to do that this movie without having that pop exactly. On. And so then it happened, and I was like, okay, I'm not. I don't love Star Wars. Okay. Um, I. I barely like Star Wars, for okay. what it's worth. So that didn't have that effect on me at that moment. But and I have quite the opposite yeah, feeling. Yeah, they're I, my childhood was rooted in Star Wars. I love them. Yep, you're not alone. Uh, most of America loves Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I want to give just a little bit of uh, of uh, monetary backstory here. So it's Friday for us, um, and as of this morning, uh, it's also Memorial Day weekend, which is a big weekend for movies most of the time. It's a smart weekend to open. Yes, it's like the equivalent of a summer. You know, I've, some people might even argue that this is the start of the summer blockbuster season. I'm pretty sure that's it like might universally be. accepted yeah, maybe as because this is the first holiday weekend of summer. Like technically, it's yeah. not summer yet, but right. this is like the first one that people like do stuff and barbecue and like it's just the first big thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, so Thursday night previews. This movie brought in 14.1 million, which is the most on a Memorial Day weekend opening. Wow. Um, I think it was a. Is that right? Oh, okay. So, sorry, I'm just reading this while I'm while I'm trying to speak at the same time. But um, we won't know until till the very end of the weekend, including Monday. But I think Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End set the set the Memorial Day weekend uh, with 140 million. Wow, which is a lot. Um, but 153, including the Thursday previews. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's a lot. Um, they're they're predicting this one to maybe beat that. That'd be cool. Uh, which which is tough. I mean, it's like Infinity War is still out and so is Deadpool 2. Yeah. Um, and I, like, you got to assume that there's some crossover between those these three movies. Like, I mean, Deadpool knocks out a bunch of younger people. Oh, yeah. But... Does it, though? Uh, yeah. I was walking like into... Like, well, yeah. Dude, I was walking into the movie theater today and there was like a 10-person family mm -hmm. with like five or six kids all under 12. You know what I'm saying? Deadpool, they like... Young people can't see Deadpool, at least by themselves. Like, yeah, but they're still going. But they'll go to see this. But no, they were going to see Deadpool. That family oh, was saying? going to see Deadpool. Like hella little kids. All right. Well, if you're if you're not in a terrible family that doesn't care about that, if you're in a decent family that won't take children to go see Deadpool, a right. very adult movie, uh, I think I think it'll matter. I think Infinity War has been out for long enough, where I think this will suck up a lot of the younger crowd and potentially older people as well, especially older people that grew up on Star Wars. Oh yeah. So I don't know. We'll it's, see how that does. But how are the ratings? Uh, what's this looking like, it, Rotten Tomatoes it's, wise? Okay, so it's very, it's very um, upper middle of the road. Yeah. I think um, I can double check here, but I think I saw like seventy. Yeah, seventy percent, seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy or sixty-two on Metacritic, six and a half on IMDb. Very up, like you said, upper medium. Yeah, it feels that feels fine to me. Like, um, I'd I'd be really bummed if this won any awards. Really, uh, you'd yeah. be bummed. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of good movies that are coming out and have come out this year and um, I mean, this is not creatively not a brand new thing and di also dialogue I think you were saying some of the humor is a little on the nose and yeah. whatever I think that's just the characteristic of Star Wars definitely so staying true to that is is cool because it's a nice homage but also I like I don't care yeah no like yeah that's know. fair and you're just coming from a perspective of not caring as much anyway so yeah that makes total sense and if you're not a fan of this franchise that dialogue would be uh, a I, little bit draining. I actually you know? like the dialogue, oh, really? but I think it serves a certain purpose, and that purpose doesn't work for me as far as 
like I don't think it should work for anybody like getting really emotionally into it. Definitely. Um, I mean, there's a moment that happened in the in the was it the last Star Wars movie that came out um, where we see Han Solo again, but at the oldest, and then there's a moment with him mm. uh, that um, is emotional. Yeah, and that worked because it was built on like a six or seven movie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these are new characters and or at least characters at the beginning of their lives, and I just don't I don't care. Yeah, it's got no weight for me. All right, so. For that reason, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a six and a half. A six and a half? Yeah, that's that's the highest it'll get from me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.4. Okay. 8.4. That seems, I mean, that makes sense. I liked you it, you know, and I just am happy that I liked one of the new Star Wars movies, yeah. dude. Like, this is the first Star Wars movie that I've genuinely liked since The Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, they really took a wonky turn with The Last Jedi and the last standalone movie wrote was Rogue One was the last standalone movie. Yeah. And that one, like, I was in the same boat with you as far as, like, with this movie. That movie had no weight for me. I just That's didn't. so I just interesting. didn't care. Because I actually liked, which is the one where they are uh, stealing the plans for the Death Star. That was Rogue One. I liked Rogue One more than this one. Really? Yeah. I thought that Ooh, was a good movie. We should rewatch. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I keep like every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, I tell myself, "All right, I should just rewatch all the Star Wars movies." And now there's been too many. No, I'm not yeah, gonna do it. I know. And it's so. like these maniacs that are doing like the Marvel watch through. Yeah, dude, there's dude. some theaters that do that. They play them so for a couple days in advance. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time. No, I got a job. I got cats. Um, you can't do that. Yeah. Bef- so anything? We, no, I was, I was gonna say the same thing you're about to say. Is but. there anything else we want to touch on? Any other anything with Solo before we get to the danger zone and spoilers? I think I'm good. Are you good? I'm good, man. I like this movie. Uh, Go see it. Made me happy. Let us know what you think of this movie. We're going to say this before every break forever, so just deal with it, but get at us. 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 You know, at Fresh Hop Cinema on all the social medias. Let us know what you think of Star Wars Solo. Solo. Solo Solo a Star Wars story. Yeah. Anyway, Uh, do that. Yeah, we're coming back with spoilers, so go see it before then. Or if you don't care about it, like maybe, maybe like I feel, uh, just listen through because we got another beer coming as well. Uh, so stick around for that. Johnny, in this movie, there's this there's this like group who are very mysterious. They're called the Enfys Nest, and the leader is intimidating. Like she, he or she, she, we're in the danger zone almost. Has like this staff and a cape, and on her head, there's like this helmet with like things on them. I can't think of the word for what they are. Uh, points. No, closer though. Uh, maybe spikes? They are spikes, and the research that I had to do to make that transition was not worth it. But here we are. Let's talk about Spike's Bottle Shop while we're at it, shall we? You're done. You're done with me. I can do this. Spike's Bottle Shop is here in Chico. Premier beer, wine, liquor, uh, everything but Pedialyte selection. They're at 1270 East First Avenue. Not like the handlebar was earlier. That was incorrect. Uh, I'm refraining from screaming the F word. Uh, that Johnny made me keep uh, in the first commercial. A little backstory for you there. Having a hard time uh, streamlining this one. Uh, Reel it in, son. <laughs> anyways, they have a super secret password that you can use if you listen to this podcast. It'll get you 10% off. That password is FHC. You go, you get your stuff. You're like, hey, check out FHC. Then you check out and you get 10% off. It's basically like saving tax plus a little bit more. It's a great deal. Johnny's hydrating with a water that you cannot. They do have water. Do Let's have just water. pretend that that's from Spikes too. Yep. Even though it says Rayleigh's on it. Spike's Bottle Shop. Chico, check them out. Welcome to the Danger Zone in five, four, three, two, one, uh, one and a half. Best commercial yes. ever. You're, how are you going to go? I thought maybe I was going to cut. I think I cut you off. I had something. <laughs> so you have something? I'll, I'll go. 
Your hover car is almost out of jet fuel. You're at the end of a dirt highway. Your craft is rusty, and your droid is out of juice. You're in the danger zone, my friend. That's what I had. I like it. Okay. Uh, yes, welcome to the Danger Zone. I'm where Pert Happily. In several moments. And this is the segment that is yes. called the Danger Zone. Pert Happily, another Parks and Rec reference. Yeah. I get things. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to jump back into Solo, a Star Wars story yet, because we have another delicious, hopefully, beer that we're going to cover. Yeah. And Johnny's going to say all of the names on it, because he wanted to do it on the fly. Yeah. And I was like, we should look this up, because it's not English. Also, just so we tell you guys, there's cussing and spoilers now. Deal Correct. with it. Correct, yes. So, this beer... Is a coffee vanilla. It's called coffee vanilla black. Okay. It's an imperial. You didn't say there was racism. Well, hey man. Okay. You know, just. Yeah. But it's got vanilla inside, so interpret that how you want. Sure. Uh, it's an imperial stout brewed with vanilla and coffee. Great. So this is from a brewery, and it has been highly debated how is it? we say the name <laughs> of this brewery between me and Young Maxwell. Let's spell it first. D U G G E S. Now squiggly line if- apostrophe Q. Is there really a Q at the end? No. Oh. If you had to pick one, we can spitball in a minute, but if you had to think one thing for sure is what this is, what would you think? Dugs. I would think douge. Douge? That's just what I think. Because you're Max. The douge. The douge. <laughs> Minority. Uh, the douge. I guess when I saw it, I thought like, <laughs> I hate that, by the way, not just the name. I hate them. I don't think they're funny at all. Oh, yeah. No, they're Parks and Rec, It's the, so annoying. I know it's supposed to be funny. Like, it's funny how bad they are. Yeah, but then he never breaks character. And it's so it's annoying like, to me. Rah. Yeah. Um, I concur. Yeah. So we kicked around Dugas, Dugas, Douge, Duges, Duges, Dugs. I think so. I thought like like Bruges in, in, in not America. Yeah. Is that in Brussels or is Brussels a country? It's in Bruges. American is showing. I don't know, but uh, Colin Farrell's there. Right. So that, that's what I thought. I, I saw it as like B R U G E S, like Bruges. Maybe this is Duges. Two G's. Dugas, Duges. Duges. Either way. Yeah. These guys make a really good beer called a fruit punch or tropical, tropical punch sour. Yeah. That beer is phenomenal. Uh, so we figured we'd give this one a try. This one's coming in at nine bucks for the bottle. And this is a beer out of Sweden. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that Dugas. There you go. Yeah. Just say it like the chef. The Dugas. The Dugas. It's the Dugas. It's got water, barley. Now what you're thinking, you were like, guys. Why would you do this beer? A thirteen percent. Am I chipping? Oh God, I lost it. Yeah, a thirteen percent stat when you just did a twelve point two percent barrel aged IPA that you didn't like. Because well, we go hard. We go hard in the paint, and we need redemption for the last one. Yeah. So we drink hard, we drink straight, and we drink true. Yeah, like a like a shot fired around the world. Yeah, right at your mouth. Right in your yeah yeah. Right in there. That's a slogan if I've ever heard it. Yeah. We'll, Dooges. We'll, like, sh- we'll shoot your mouth. We'll shoot it right in your oh, mouth. Oh, man. I didn't mean to make it dirty like hey, that. Hey, man. Yeah, that's fine. It's the danger zone. So this is, yeah, a giant, not barrel-aged stout. Yeah, which is going to be interesting because I'm curious to know. Usually when we do stats that are a little bit uh, non-barrel-aged, they're much lower in alcohol content. Uh, not this time. There's n- Is that stain in the glass? It feels like you are a risky pourer, my friend. No, I'm Did just... I say porner? I did not. I said pourer. Oh, and I just missed the glass that time. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, look whatever. at the table. I got to wipe off the table. Look how many times we've missed glasses here. Yeah, there's been a lot of shooting at mouths happening yeah. in this table. Can you talk more about this? I'm going to finish my coffee. Yeah. Great. Clearly, oh, I need so it. Yeah, you'll have a nice uh, flavor of coffee going into this coffee vanilla black. So it pours like the darkest soul that has ever existed. It yes. is pure liquid blackness. If Darth Maul had a soul, which he does not, Mm-mm. but it would look like this. He might. 
Yes. I was just trying to incorporate Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Or a also, Star Wars story. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about, yeah. Darth Maul makes an appearance in this movie. Totally. And you like Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. Bit. He's my favorite Sith Lord. Yes. He's a Sith Lord. All of the, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you be like a non-Sith? Can you just be like a Sith, like, trainee? I guess. I guess that's what Anakin was for a minute. Then you're like a, yeah, you're not just a, a, you're a piece of shit. Just, yeah. You're just like a bad person. <laughs> He's a bitch. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. And you get the Sith Lord's lattes. Right, almond milk lattes. Yeah, uh, not too foamy though. You would be, you'd be on the dark side, wouldn't you? Probably. We'd fight each other to the death. Uh, I want you to pull up the uh, the mantras or mottos. They both sides have sayings. Are you familiar with either of them? They're both really cool. So like, there's a Jedi one, and there's a there's a a, a dark side one too. Uh, no, that's not that. Anyways, we'll find them. I think it's that image. Down there next to Yoda. So we'll get to the movie in a minute. No, no, you're doing it wrong. But beer, though. But yes, but this beer. So it pours a super black, and it looks like the coffee is from a place called Da Mateo. Oh, try and read that oh, word. This is like a, just, a, just a field day here. Yeah, that's like the back. Oh, I just say Da Mateo. Oh, the, the bottom word. Yeah. Da Mateo. Oh, okay. I'll say it. Watch this. Um, Cafiti Bola Guest. No, 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 S. Cafetier bullet. Cafetier bullet. Cafetier bullet. Guy fuck. Why am I making it German? Guy fuck the bullet. It sounds kind of German. The bullet. There's like lots of A's and K's and F's. That seems German to me. Yes. I, when I think of it. I'm gonna. Your nickname's now gonna be Carl Max. Oh, see, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, it, a, it just, that's what I'm looking for. It just came to me like lightning. Yeah. Da is like lightning out of the fingers is, of a Sith Lord. He is Carl Max. I'll find those. We'll take a break in the danger zone because they're cool. So yeah, okay, cool. We'll, we'll do this beer and we'll review it. And then I'm going to push pause because sure. I want to read those out loud. I feel like the internet, thanks to the internet, they thinks that like the slogan is, and I'm just spitballing, but I've seen this everywhere. Like, come to the dark side. We have cookies. I hate when people have those shirts. Yeah. Do you have one of those? No. Does Shalina, does anybody you know have one? Because I wouldn't I be friends with someone that I wears a shirt like but that. But like, like, it'll be like a cute coffee mug. Come to the dark side. We have coffee or cookies. Like, mm-hmm. quiet. The dark side is not a joke. It's it is serious. It's a way of life, god damn it. Damn it. It's a way of death also. Yeah. So, so this beer Yeah, back to the beer. It's really good. Okay. Uh this is Sorry about my squeaky chair. Uh you know we were talking about the last beer about how it's a certain percentage and then it tastes like way more. Yes. This is the polar opposite okay, of that. Okay, good. This is a beer that you would have told me it was six, seven percent. I'd be like, Yeah, okay, it's a nice stout. And then you find out it's 13, and it's like, whoa. I disagree with you. Really? Uh, well, I think you, you're onto something, but six and seven feels too low. If you were like, this is 10%, I'd be like, that feels right. Eight I would have guessed 10. I'd say eight or nine. I don't know, man. There's still a lot of burn when I let it sit. Yeah. But what I am surprised by is the amount of viscosity and body to this thing. Yeah. There's very little carbonation, which I think is prime for this. Yeah. And how I poured that helps with that, too. Totally. It releases all the, the CO2. Yeah. Get a nice head. In case you guys don't know, head's very important. Yeah, I mean, you get the people know this probably, but that's oh. like all of the the smell comes from that, and and even a lot of the taste at first. Well, it's relevant because I've seen people get upset at beer bars about like an inch of head. Yeah, and it's like if it wasn't there, your belly would fill up with CO two, right? And then you have to yeah, and it would not be good, and also your beer doesn't taste as good because it didn't release any of the smell. Because mm-hmm. I Anyways, need, I need to address one little thing here, um, and probably nobody notices, but if there's like a fan of our show out there that listens solely for the idea that we have good sound quality, 
In the past couple episodes, you've heard random little pops every now and again. I'm working on that. We're working on it to get it fixed. There's something in our hardware that is messing up, and I'm going to work on talking to the people that make this hardware because it's driving me insane. You're going to get a refund. I might. I'll tell you what. Get like a new, just a brand new one. I don't know. At $9, I'm not mad at this beer. I'm not going to ask no. for a refund. No, this you is see that segue? That was really good. Mm, I'm yeah. Paul Blart, bitches. Oh, nice. Double. Double there. Yeah. Um, no, 9 bucks is expensive, I think, but this is probably worth it. It's a small bottle. It's a 375 milliliter. Yeah, it's a little guy. Unless I'm mistaken. No, but I mean at 13%, you know. It's basically like having a 22 ounce. Yeah, it's and it's very nice. I don't get as much of the vanilla as I would like. Mm. Definitely coffee presence. Mm-hmm. I think the vanilla might just be in a little bit of the sweetness. I'm not getting that strong like vanilla flavor, but there is an underlying sweetness to the, this beer that I find nice. It really balances out the the roasted malts. Try try something weird. Um, take a drink, take a deep breath in before you drink, then let it all out your nose. What do you get there? Because that's the vanilla is like boom. Oh, hello, wow. welcome, welcome yeah. to my face holes. I'm vanilla. Oh, that's nice. I think that's the way to do it. Mm. Yeah, that all that came out. That definitely threw the nose. Uh, very vanilla frosting. It's really weird. I've I've I don't know how I noticed that. Um, it's a I, thing. I was eating something and then like I exhaled. I think I was like still chewing or something, and it was like a whole different flavor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it makes it taste better in your mouth. Right. You just get the all around olfactory senses kind of kicking into overdrive. Yeah. This is good. I like this beer a lot. I'm glad that this is uh, coming through for us at the end. Yeah. This is a really nice finish. This the, definitely a lot of coffee, but it's not the bitter coffee. You know, you get some nice coffee flavor that just yeah. all the things you like about coffee and not uh, that bitter, no acidity really. This beer's nice and smooth. I mean, this is a nice, smooth... If the last beer had sharp edges that were just abrasive, this one is very pillowy. Yeah, I think that's nice, but velvety almost. Yeah. Yeah. Silken. It's like you're you're falling out of a a plane made of coffee chocolate, and then you land... On a marshmallow, like a a pool filled with Stay Puff marshmallow. Yeah. Oh, that... What is... Is it Stay Puff that comes in the jar, and you can just spoon it out? Actually, I'm picturing that. I don't think it is Stay Puff, but it might be. But you know the marshmallow fluff. I thought it was like that... Jiffy or something. Oh, Jiffy. Is it Jiff? Jiff? Jiffy? I know it's peanut butter. Jiffy too. Pop. No, no nope. popcorn. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it reminds me of that, man. Just jarred fluff. I don't know. That's nice. I know you use it to make fudge. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, what is it? It's just... It's... it's what's... The jet Craft? Jet Puff. Jet Puffed. Yeah, it's made by Craft. Cool. But Jet Puffed is what you're thinking of. Yeah, that stuff's so great. What a, what a good label design, too. Yeah, it's, um, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's very simple, colorful, mm-hmm. fun. It is fun. Why somebody needs to incorporate that into a beer? The problem with that is all that sugar would ferment off, and you would have like bourbon. Just yeah, it's just straight <laughs> It'd be up, like yeah, fifty percent. Yeah, so, which is you know I'm not mad at that. I guess that'd be fine. No, yeah. I'm, I'm also not mad at this beer. So this no, is this is tasty, dude. Yeah, I, I'm gonna highly recommend this beer. Actually, this is one of the better non-barrel aged stouts I've had in a while. Fair. Uh, it it really hits all those marks. You get a nice body mouthfeel. Uh, it really satiates that desire for a nice thick stout, and it's not too sweet. Yeah, it hits a nice balance of the bitterness of the malts and the 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 not the hops but the coffee uh, with the sweetness, a subtle sweetness in the vanilla. It just mixes well together nicely. Yeah, I want to jump back really quick to hot and bothered and drop one more hot because it does relate to this. Um, today in Chico, it was rainy. It was, I think, at the highest, maybe 60 degrees out. Okay. Uh, this is great because it's May, and usually it's hot in Chico. So when I found out it was raining and cold when it was going to be that way, I got so happy. And I think this can be exemplified by the drinks that I have in front of me right now. I have uh, an iced coffee from earlier. I was sipping on a Modern Times Black House. 
and now I'm drinking a stout. Okay. And I am so grateful because that's never something that can happen pleasantly in the the mid sweats of summer in Chico. Mm-hmm. This will be way too heavy. Uh, and this is good. I dig this. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but this beer is tasty. I definitely, along with you, recommend this to anybody that digs this style. Even for somebody who is not super dedicated to stouts, yep. um, I think it's a good way to get into it. Uh, the heavier stuff. I mean, like it's a good way to branch into a heavy stout that's not going to kill you as far as flavors go. Yeah, exactly. And I think this would be a good one to give to somebody maybe that doesn't particularly like stouts. Yeah, right. This would be a good, yeah. great intro stout. So let's rate this sucker. Yeah, man. This is it's real good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight five. I'm going nine. Nice. This is uh, one of the best non-barrel aged stouts I've had in some time. Yeah, so. I, it's it's tough because I think even though this is not barrel aged, and we both had a Modern Times Black House right next to it, like um, they're they're on different levels. Like I I don't I wouldn't compare these two beers necessarily. Yeah. Um, even though they are both stouts that are not barrel aged, and um, maybe there's a more um, you know, uh, like another umbrella, um, that that we could classify that into. Um, but I think it's really good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say eight, did I say eight, five? Yeah. Eight, five and a nine from me. So that is a wrap on the Doogis, Dudges, Dugs, <laughs> the Doogie, the, the Doogie, the Doogie, Doogie, we'll call it Doogies. Doogie sounds good to me. Do, the Doogies, uh, the Doogies coffee, vanilla black, once again, available at Spike's bottle shop. Please go buy a bottle and share your Let review of it with think. us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you mentioned earlier a, like a slogan or something that Jedi's or something had. Yes. What did you ever find it? Yeah. I shot them to you. Let's pull that up now. There okay. they are. Yep. Uh, why don't you read, uh, you the, read that one okay. and I'll read the other one. So the, we're going to start with the Jedi creed. Okay. In the meantime, would you also just send me the, uh, the Sith one one more time? Yep. I'm not sure that that came through, but, uh, yeah, it's got the Jedi, the Jedi logo right next to it. Jedi logo. Why does that sound dumb? Can I, I sign the symbol? Symbol, sure. Um, it says there is no emotion. I'm going to turn my microphone for this. Sorry. Do it. <clears throat> it says there's no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. All right. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, that seems like it embodies. Do you have enough knowledge to to like explain the essence of the force? Like, it's not like there's good and bad. It's it's like there's a there's a there's a presence. Um, that can be used differently, right? Is that close? Yeah, so basically, um, you know, the force can be channeled into good or evil. Right. You know, and ba- or or the dark side and the light side. Yes. So there's there's different opinions on whether, you know, the Sith are actually evil or just more self-indulgent. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting argument, but it basically plays to the duality of human nature. Sure. And if you're given great power, you can either run in the direction of, you know, dominance and power and, you know, some would say evil, or you can run towards tranquility and improving the world and caring about your fellow man. And and Mm -hmm. that'd be like kind of the, the essence of the dark side and the, the the Jedi. They don't call it the, the, the light side. That's what I was saying earlier. Like I came out, I was trying to explain some of this to Gianna, who's not really seen many of the Star Wars films. And I was like, yeah, it's not like light. It's just like not dark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe people know more than we do, but yeah. What is that Sith creed? All right. This is like one of my favorite things ever. This is so great. So the Sith creed, peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains will be broken. The force shall free me. So much more aggressive. Much more aggressive. 
Um, I think there's a big there's a big tie in here. Like a lot of the words cross over from I'm looking at both of them here. And um, for example, uh, the first, like you just said, is pieces a lie. There's only passion. And then midway through the Jedi Creed, uh, there is no passion. There's serenity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no emotion. There is peace. Very interesting. Yeah. Right. Duality of mankind was was a nice way to put that. Also, good work on finding these. I don't know why I couldn't find it. Oh, uh, okay. You did. You did good. Thank you. I was good at internetting. And I think as as transitions go back into Solo, a Star Wars story, that might be the best way to do it. Absolutely. Want to hop back in? Yeah, let's do it, man. So there's so much uh, cool stuff that I don't think there was a lot spoilery that we couldn't really share during the main I'm, episode. I'm gonna share some shit. Yeah, there's a couple things. I'm gonna share a lot about deaths. Okay, that's do important it. to me. Well, so I was getting at something earlier about the the emotional tone not being the same across the board for deaths. Like, so when um, can you think of 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 uh, hmm? Woody Harrelson's character's name? Beckett, Becker, Becker, Beckett, Beckett. Ode- Odell Beckett, sure. Harrelson Jr. Yeah, sure. So his his um, girlfriend, teammate, t- played by Tanny Newton, dies pretty early on. Yeah. So does his pilot. Um, and it's like this really big moment, supposedly, because. You know it's a big moment because the music gets dramatic, and then he goes, "No!" and then and then he's like at their grave, mm-hmm. and then like Han Solo comes up and he's like, "Yeah, hey, sorry about that. Can we keep moving?" He's like, "Don't trust anybody." And he's like, "All right, lesson learned." And then they leave, and it's like they got over that really, really quick. There was no emotion at all. Nothing. Like yeah. it's all. And I, Woody Harrelson is better than that, so I think it's not his fault. I think it's just. It's like, yeah, just let's move on. We gotta, let's just kill off some characters, pretend like they matter to make room for you and Chewbacca to be like this new part of the team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, man. So then you had this hear the pop. Mm-hmm. That was the pop. It's driving me nuts. Um, I'll fix it. Anyways, you have other deaths later. Um, like uh, what's an example of somebody else that dies? Not at the end. Or maybe there weren't many. Why am I blanking on this? I don't know, man. Hmm. I guess maybe I'm. Maybe I'm imagining this. The only other major death that happens is Paul Bettany's character, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Woody Harrelson. There you go. Why can't I remember how he dies? Uh, he Han doesn't so- die. Han Solo shot Oh, he him. shoots him in the chest right at the end. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's another great example. Uh-huh. I couldn't even remember how much it didn't affect me. Yeah. Not a bit. There seemed like there was another death that someone got all bent about. Right? Who else died in this movie? Who else is in this movie? Um... I mean, there's the lady Proxima dies in the beginning here, though. She doesn't die. She just gets yeah. crazy sunburnt. God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's go through. Can we just recap this movie real quick to help our brains? Yeah, do it. He's in a, a hovel with, mm-hmm. with Amelia Clark. They escape. She gets burned. He's like, this isn't a grenade. Love that, Love that was not funny to me either. Yeah, no. That was supposed to be like a big joke. Like, like it felt very Guardians of the Galaxy kind of feeling. Like, yeah. that's not a grenade. That's a rock. No, it's a grenade. I, I just armed it. No, you didn't. He's like, you just made the sound with your It didn't land for me either. That's some of the stuff that was like, that shit's on the nose. Totally. Yeah. And also, yeah, you're trying to be a little too Guardians-y. Yeah, totally. And that's a style of comedy that they do well that maybe you should just leave alone. Yeah. So that happens, and then they escape on a a hover car. They get all the way to, I'm going to say the airport. That's not correct. He gets through. She doesn't. Okay. Then he joins the Empire thing. Yeah. The infantry. Little known fact that. Han Solo started out as a stormtrooper, kind right. of, yeah. before they were stormtroopers. Like yeah. yeah. Um, he meets up with them, with Woody Harrelson and them, gets out. He meets Chewbacca in that pit. Well, I want to interject there, mm-hmm. too. It's fair to say that he encounters Woody Harrelson while he is po- Woody Harrelson's character is posing as an uh, empire. Uh, yeah, captain or something. Yeah, like a, in the army, but he's there to basically just steal equipment. Right. And he catches on to that, and that's how this, like, 
Han Solo catches on to that. So Han Solo, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so that snowballs into this outlaw. Woody <laughs> Harrelson catches on. Why am I here? Oh my God, I'm stealing equipment. Right. I've caught on. Yeah. This sorry. isn't Mont. Where Mississippi? Where right. wherever billboards? Yeah, was filmed. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Why couldn't I think of Missouri? I don't know. Anyways, keeping on with the the chronology of this movie. Yes. Um. So he ends up hitching a ride with him and Chewbacca. They get on the ship. Him being Han Solo. Um. After he meets Chewbacca in the pit, he speaks a little bit of Wookie. Uh. That was kind of funny. And then. Then, then okay, they escape from the pit, and then they get a ride with Woody Harrelson's crew of bad guys. Three of them or four of them at this point? Uh, well, there's the the four armed guy, yeah, pilot, who is voiced by um the famous guy. Oh, yeah, he's a director. He just did. Oh, oh, it was John Favreau. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah, I didn't and know. that was like on the nose, like New York Jewy. Yeah, like that was. Yeah, it was. Huh? I didn't really get where that came from. Nope. It was it was odd. Yeah, so it was it was him as the pilot, Tandy Newton and Woody Harrelson, right? And that was it. I think that was it. That's why they needed right uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. They sure. were a little shorthanded, and Wookies are notoriously badass. Right, like they're giant and strong. Yeah, at one point Woody Harrelson's like, it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit of muscle on this next job, and we're like, oh, what's the job? We find out they are trying to steal some shit from a train, from mm-hmm. a convoy. Yeah. Um, big heist, like Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah, a little foreshadowing though. There's like this, this, this renegade group that's also going to probably be there. And that's the Vernus Nest. I already forgot. Yeah, the the, the Vin's yeah, Nest. Yeah, the Vinish Nest. The Vasecta Nest. The Vasecta. Vast. Vast. Vast difference. Yeah, it's something like that. And so they show up, and that's when Tanny Newton dies, and that's when the the pilot dude gets shot, and that's when Woody Harrelson's barely sad for like two fucking seconds. Correct. So then we move on. And then they're like, all right, well, because they lose the shipment. Woody Harrelson's like, don't abort. And and then Hansel's like, we're not going to make it. I got to drop it. That's what she said. Oh. And, well, sure. <laughs> and then uh, they lose that. So, like, we got to get it. By the way, you don't know who this was for. And then Woody Harrelson's like, well, this was for a bad dude. Yeah. And he's going to kill us unless we make it right. Also, if you come with me, you're in this for good. This is your life now. He's like, it's worth the risk. I've got a woman waiting for me. They make a deal with Paul Bettany. Also, they find out Amelia Clark is like his sex slave or something. Or secretary. I don't get that. Yeah. Lieutenant. Yeah. I don't know. They're, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. He's like, all right, we're going to get some unrefined stuff. And then we'll get it refined for you. And Amelia Clark's coming with. Yep. Then they go. They free some slaves. L3 dies. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we're thinking of. Probably. Because I liked her a lot. Yeah. She's let's, a droid, by the way. All right. Let's, let's pause on, on this synopsis here. And let's talk about the hilarious fucking robot. She's she, great. She was the she was maybe the funniest character in this movie. I liked her a lot. Yeah. I was, I also, I don't really fully understand how she died. Like, can't you can't you just like change her, put her hard drive somewhere yeah, else and be like fi- more like fix She like died. Her lights went out. But I was like, I guess she's out of batteries. Like, just charge it. Yeah. It's I don't re- know. It's a robot. So that didn't work for me. Either. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I guess she's dead. Well, because right around the same timeline, you know, in Star Wars history, you have Luke Skywalker getting a whole new hand. The yeah. robot hand, like right. this wasn't like the technology that far. is there. Yeah, probably we can bring back a robot. Right. So, but yeah. Anyways, that she was awesome. She was she. The robot kept making all these like she was like a robot feminist. Yeah, it was. Pretty it tight. was hilarious. But not necessarily as a feminist, but like an equal rights for droids. Like they do droid right. fighting. She's like, you're she was, better than. This. She was. <laughs> like, a, she was a droidist. Yeah, that's how we first met her. She was like, yeah, trying to break up the oh, droid fight. We missed something. Then we also meet Lando Calrissian at some point. Calrissian. Yeah. Calrissian. Oh, all right, Calrissian, sure. He and they need the ship, and then Hansel loses gambling to him because he's cheating. Mm-hmm. Then we meet the droid, then they leave on the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. if we're being specific. 
I guess I, we can stop here. I just wanted to find out who died. It was L3. Yeah, that's the, that was the whole purpose, yeah. was that? Uh, anyways, so, yeah. the rest of the movie happens, and it's fine. Falcon? It is Falcon. Really? Yep. That's how, you ca- pronou- that's how he pronounced it. Han Solo, that's how he pronounced it. Huh. The Falcon. That's crazy. Yeah. So Calrissian, Falcon. Fucking Calrissian. We both learned to think. Yeah, it's good yeah. to know. But that's not how you say that word, though. No. Like, it's Falcon. It is Falcon. Okay. Sure. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon? I mean, Falcon is what I would, if you saw it on a I've, beer bottle from Sweden, I would be like Falcon. I've always thought it was just Millennium Falcon. That's crazy. I think that dude mispronounced the name of the ship. He might, but I've heard people say Falcon before. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm just going to try to pull up the Wikipedia here, the Star yeah. Wars Wikia. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. What, what else do you think you want to talk about from uh, this? Well, one of the main, uh, not main, the little like the 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 vast difference that that group yeah, yeah. they're going to be like important and also there's a it turns out that Amelia Clark was doing this all just to like take her boss's job yeah and it turns out that she is now working directly for Darth Maul so that's probably the biggest like easter egg like precursor to this cuz it looks like there's going to be another movie yeah and it's pretty clear like the the vast difference are <laughs> I'm just gonna start saying it. That's fine. Are like they're like the ones that incite the rebellion. Yeah. That, that triggers like the events of the next movies. Yeah. Han Solo ends up like inadvertently like funding the whole rebel alliance like monetarily with this. He basically gives them all of that like fuel stuff that it's worth yes. a lot of money once they refine it. He gives it to the 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 vast difference that start the rebel alliance. Right. And the one main character that is the spiky. Haired, you know, like yeah, the, the, the chick, chick with the, yeah. she's badass. Way cool. Looks like she's gonna be like a big factor in the next movie too, which is cool because yes. she looks cool. She's got a scary mask and a cool weapon, and she's adorable underneath it. There's that pop. I know. So look forward to seeing more of her. And oh dear God, I'm excited that Darth Maul's back. Yeah, he's like the just the most. It was badass. very obvious they recast him. By the way, like I thought for sure, like you could put whoever you want under that makeup, but no, this is a different guy. Um, which I noticed. I don't know why I've only seen the Phantom Menace. I think it's got to be. We should double check that. That was like that was like 15 years ago. We could. He looked older. Yeah, maybe. Which yeah. We should fact check that. I will. In the meantime, I'm going to fact check the Falcon Falcon debate. The yeah. internet uh, does not agree. Hmm. It's been said multiple ways in multiple movies. Really? So wow. People they can't chalk, even. Yeah. They can't even keep it consistent. In the well, movie. they chalk it up to like different accents in mm. the movies. That like makes from sense. different regions. People just like in America, like if you're in. Different parts of the world, you might say Falcon or Falcon or Falcon or Potato or Potato. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, really. Is that a flying potato that's got a rabbit up there? Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I think I'm there, man. I'm yeah. We did the movie. We rated the movie. We did the beer. We did that. Uh, we named renamed a Rebel Alliance the Vast Defense, which is far more threatening. Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming at you. That's a that's a portion of the male body, right? Uh huh. I don't know which part it is, but I know it's. I think it's the part that on the genitals. Yeah, it's where the the man batter goes from the balls and comes out. I'm pretty sure that's the. I don't feel good about that. I think you're. Oh man, batter. <laughs> what? But yeah, I think it's like a, the tube in there. Well, now I have to Google it. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. We will see you next week. The vast difference. That's Johnny Summers. <laughs> is a duct that conveys sperm from the testicle to the urethra. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.